Welcome to the Durham Original Music and Alumni Podcast, a show which takes you around the most exciting original music of any kind on or around the peninsula. My name is George Bone, Alumni Relations Officer. I'm Taylor Morris, Domain President. And joined with me today are Sam White and Ed Osborne, formerly known as Escher, also known as our songwriting competition winners. Guys, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm very good. Thank you. Dare I ask how Michaelmas 10 has started for you guys? How's it, how's it been learning stuff online? I hadn't really had to do any online learning before, so it's hard to almost, it's hard to like get in the zone like you would if you were working properly in person because you'd, you'd have a destination, you'd know that's where you go to concentrate. But apart from that, I've, I think it's been, it's been all right. Yeah, <laughs> having to organize your own time instead of sticking to a timetable. Definitely. Yeah. A lot of them are pre-recorded. And if they're pre-recorded, it's so easy to just say, I can watch it later. I don't have to get up for the time being. As you've sort of grown up, you had this vision of what university would, would be like for you as freshers. And this is what freshers week would be like. This is what going to lectures would be like, meeting friends and stuff. And as first years, now that you've gone through that, is there sort of like a, a breaking of the spell there? Um, or how has is, how is that vision sort of shaped up to what the reality is yeah well it's been weird like my sister um he's older than me um said oh you'll you'll be fine you know first year is like hardly any work at all and it will <laughs> be really fun and everything <laughs> and then i don't know now i'm here it's like that to be fair it might be to do with what i was saying before about time manage having to manage yourself it kind of feels like I'm just working all the time and there's, you know, I, I, I sort of, my vision in my head is I wanted to be busy, like doing music and doing lots of things, but not busy, just doing work. Would you say that's the same for you, Ed? Yeah. So there's definitely English is, uh, I think there's less like work that's been formally set, but they really encourage you to do like reading outside of the subject. And you obviously have to read all the books that you're covering, which is a lot of books. So there's been, there has been a lot of work. And especially as like my essays are starting to be due soon. So I have been a lot busier now uh, with yeah less time to do other stuff like music. Speaking of that, then, um, as you two are freshers um, and just coming to university at the same time, how did you guys meet in this sort of circumstance then? Because obviously we're not allowed to sort of link up together housewise. Um, so how did you sort of get your cogs going and how did you meet? And how did you work together? Well, we've we've known each other for a while. I went to preschool with Sam. Oh, cool. Really good friends there. And then we went to separate, like, I think we went to separate primary schools, kind of fell out of touch. And then we went to the same secondary school and we were both taking music there. So we became friends again there. Uh, we started just playing music together and that went all the way through sixth form. But we only really started writing songs uh, kind of, in the later part of sixth form and as lockdown hit mm. and that's when we that's when we started collaborating yeah. just over yeah. email over online yeah we've been sending each other files basically it's all been remote which yeah <laughs> we, we've been doing that all summer anyway because that's that's what um yeah lockdown was like and then so for the songwriting competition it is sort of the same as what we had already been doing just kind of sending each other files and ideas and <laughs> trying to do it remotely mm. it's a nice coincidence that we've both ended up at durham yeah i mean 
but it, not that matters much because all the restrictions mean we can't actually yeah. meet but yeah <laughs> how's it been for you ed it's yeah it's been I haven't been able to like do much music while I'm at Durham, but it has been nice to be able to know that I can, like I can still function and make music without meeting people and without having to play like live in a room with someone. So mm. yeah, the summer has been like a great dress rehearsal really for that. We'll go to before the summer now, because you said that you've sort of talked to each other and knew each other beforehand. You were in secondary school together with each other. Um, was that when the sort of musical cogs started kicking in together so that you could then work with each other now in a more electronic sort of electronic sort of field over Zoom and sending we transfer links to each other? What was the sort of dynamic between you two musically then? I was in a few bands from like early secondary school. I learned the guitar and I would play in assemblies, but we never, we didn't do much outside of that. And then uh, I was forming a new band with a friend and obviously we both knew Sam and Sam was thinking of, he was thinking of playing bass when you so yeah. you decided to learn the bass, learned it really quickly and joined <laughs> the band. But at the time we only really played covers for like the first probably two years of playing together. Mm. So it was good. I suppose it was a good practice at like playing live with someone and like knowing how they play. Sam, you were talking to us uh, earlier about sort of um, the few gigs that you had beforehand when the world was sort of somewhat normal. Were they um, were they gigs that you did uh, with with Ed or with competing bands? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so um, we we did this one gig uh, at a sort of festival um, back in Romsey, where we're from, um, called the Beggars Fair. And yeah, we were we were just playing covers, but um, that that was that was a lot of fun. We put a lot of work into that, <laughs> a lot of preparation. It was a, like a really big deal. I don't know. Yeah, and then that was um, that was just I I was just playing bass for that. I wasn't singing. And I think it was kind of after that where we started to think about trying to write our own songs and maybe like make something original. I think you were kind of forced to do it for your music coursework. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you sang that song and then that we just kind of worked from there. So this was at college. Um, I, one, one, of, one of my um, assignments for music was to uh, fully produce a song. And the, the, the idea of it was, oh, you're supposed to kind of organise, get a load of guest musicians to help bring your track together and then you're playing the producer role. Um, but... Um, for whatever reason, I just couldn't just couldn't find anyone like at all. So I oh, no. pretty difficult. So to I things told to produce an entire song. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Well, it, it was it was a lot of fun. Is that fun in quotation marks? It, it was a lot of <laughs> uh, fun. You were in a, <laughs> no, a big time crunch the week before it was due, though. I, I yeah, yeah. I had to like, I uh, obviously I hadn't had much singing experience other than I was in a choir. So, well, solo singing is not my thing. I had to like stay home, skip off college one day. And so I had the house to myself and I just <laughs> sung into the microphone like this. And that that ended up being the vocals on my coursework. I, actually, this, yeah, the song, the song that I did for that, um, we ended up like redoing uh, later in the summer and it sounds a lot, a lot better now. <laughs> than it did. And that song's called oh. Creature. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. is it? Yeah, Cre so Creature was like the very first one. That's insane. <laughs> I, I, start, I just played guitar on that kind of out of coincidence because obviously I was Sam's friend and Sam needed a guitarist. 
And then, so that was probably the first actual songwriting that we did together was me making up a guitar solo for you. And here we are now. Wow. <laughs> Out of curiosity, you know, given that you, you know, did the songwriting competition and you've had a bit of a background in production, what, what skills did you learn from those prior experiences that kind of helped you here? Mm, yeah, the, the, the course was that I did was definitely a massive help for, for production. It was like, um, yeah, I got very familiar with logic and, uh, got actually taught how to mix and master and stuff. So I, yeah, that, that's, that's like a big kind of hurdle that you have to jump when you're trying to make your own music, start out making your own music. Yeah. I didn't take a music course, so I'm, Sam's kind of just uh, like winging me through this, like when I'm doing production and stuff. Can you just uh, give us a brief rundown for each of you about like what kind of music you listen to day to day, what you kind of like tap into when you feel like you have to be creative, that kind of thing? I listen to a lot of like shoegaze music, like My Bloody Valentine and Slow Dive. Uh, so I guess when I was starting to, I kind of got into that when I was starting to write songs and a lot of the stuff that I did for the songs was, is quite atmospheric, quite effect based because of that and a lot of reverb is on it um but I think it's Sam has like different influences but that's we both have some in common like we both really like Creeper uh, and we both really like News and Radiohead in terms of like balancing both of our both of our like influences they've got their atmospheric and effects based yeah, stuff yeah they've got a good groove that Sam likes do you guys ever find that there can be um, an opportunity for the interests you guys share in music to clash? Has that ever been an issue in terms of like what you find inspirational? No, not not really. Um, <clears throat> it's it's kind of been like whoever has the initial idea for the song, um, you know, the other person will kind of try and think up their part, but like in in their own way. We're not we're not like telling each other, you know, I'm writing this song. This is what it has to be. Um, we we do, we just kind of incorporate each other's ideas. I, I think it makes for better songs as well because if it, if it's just one of us doing like the bossing around and you know saying this is what it has to be, uh, then the song's not going to turn out as good. No, I think you're completely right. You uh, you can see from a lot of like prior artists. Um, I think a great example would probably have to be like the Rolling Stones. You can see that there's there's definitely been songs where one member will take charge over the other. But I recently found out that Mick Jagger isn't even the actual music, uh, musical, uh, I guess, brains behind the operation. So I, I was pretty shocked to find that because he is like one of those compelling front men that you just sort of assume run the show. But yeah, I think, I think an equal divided relationship when it comes to the process is so important because the minute that that sort of, um, those roles sort of take, like, take shape and change, it can, it can be interesting. It can get, it can get nasty, but that's for that's for a separate conversation. <laughs> if one of us was just like saying, all these songs are going to be how I want them to be, like, it would it would make for a really boring album almost because if there's no like variety, if all the songs had a ton of reverb on, like I would maybe want, or if all the songs were like Sam would like, then it would, yeah, the album or the like the collection of songs wouldn't be as diverse. It wouldn't be as interesting. So there's definitely a, like merits to just kind of balancing each other's uh, approaches and meeting in the middle. We had a f fairly equal split. Um, I don't really know. It was, yeah, it was it was just a case of, um, uh, like I was saying earlier, someone has an idea, maybe they'll, they'll kind of formulate 
their part and then a drum part or something and then send it over see say like you know ed sends me something uh, can you come up with a vocal line and a bass line to this or i'll send him something we like can you add some texture to the verse or something yeah it, it kind of um it definitely works well collaborating just asking like if we each put in our respective parts like i i wrote a song over the summer i think it was chisel and hammer and it was like quite uh quite reverby quite atmospheric and it was like almost a bit too atmospheric and so when sam came up with his vocal line the vocal line was it's like a like just a rock chorus vocal line which really helped to make the song listenable instead of just <laughs> instead of just an egregious amount of reverb just on top of each other <laughs> sometimes you just need you know someone to listen to your music and sort of give it that that's that fresh pair of eyes yeah exactly as that's why it was it was so nice having all that feedback uh from the songwriting competition that's like exactly what you want because when it's even two of us like it's helpful having two of us because you know we can bounce off each other and sort of criticize each other's work or whatever but the more outside opinions you have on your music the, the you know the better it's going to be people are going to pick up on different mistakes it's a really great great way of like expanding uh like the sphere of influence on an artist because like, yeah, with me and Sam, we didn't have many people to give us feedback. And the people that I showed, I showed my dad the songs and he wouldn't, he wouldn't criticize them too much. He just said they're all good. So it was really great to like, yeah, get a lot of opinions from a lot of different people who know their stuff. So considering the songwriting competition, I would like to turn our attention to your songwriting competition entry now. Um, I would like to talk about sort of the, just in your personal opinion, outside of what you spoke about your influence for the song just expanding where your position was so you said in your description that quote the photo made us think of a place you get a bit too used to and comfortable in in a way that ends up making you feel scared about venturing outside so what do you think is the sort of main sort of branching out points from there what sort of points of the song do you think sort of create an antithesis for this statement what influences did you get to make you feel that this was the aura from the picture yeah so it was probably quite sort of lockdown inspired um it was kind of um about how like you know several months of not much going on you sort of stay in your house most most days and um I, I saw the picture, it was kind of a, an inside space, it was kind of, looked quite dim. There was, a, there was a window which sort of reminded me of, like, you kind of look out the window and watch the world go by without actually going out yourself. And, yeah, there's a line at the end um, which says, uh, peering out into the open air, such a scary earth it is out there. I think that's quite a good summary, really, for everything. As a, as a one holistic line to take out of it that sort of sparks out to, to everyone. Um, what would you say, Ed? I really think that the, the instrumentals as well go quite well with the lyrics in terms of like the guitar part seems quite... Uh, you were talking, you said it sounded a bit like folkish uh, and well, and the, yeah. uh, the melody sounds like a folk melody. Mm. And I thought that was... It made it sound a lot more comforting, if you know what I mean? Mm. A lot more like almost like a nursery rhyme or a song you'd sing to a child. And I guess that it fits with the theme of like uh, staying inside and the insular 
mm-hmm. like nature of the song. I remember one of one of my comments um, was I uh, going on the on the folk melody front. My comment was um, the turn that you have at the sort of high point of your melody of the verse. Has a sort of sort of festival sort of like like folkish sort of passed down the ages feeling about it. So it's sort of that sort of comfortable sort of family connection, but sort of hidden in the melody and life mirroring art as per. It was very ironic that on the um, on the day that the entries for the songwriting competition stopped, um, it was leaked that we were going to go into another lockdown uh, granted for only a month. But um, uh, it was still a moment where that sort of inside comfortable nature is now having to forcibly be be explored again uh by having another lockdown imposed on top of us um in in that sense then um when thinking of these inspirations do you think through your tracks first and layer what you want to say on top of that or do you think um about the the picture first and then sort of write your music on top of that well so we we just had like um the the sort of guitar part and the drum part um in the verses like as an idea and then when when the songwriting competition got emailed i kind of thought oh what we we could we could turn that that idea we had into like a full song and so we yeah we put this ending section on 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 the on the end of it and um added some lyrics um based on the picture so was would there be specifically one point of the music both of you that sort of epitomized this sort of this sort of crescendo of com- comfortability the sort of that sort of musical antithesis we've got lyrical antithesis but do we have a musical antithesis point of what this you're i think means? um so one one point was uh in the chorus the guitar part in the chorus i remember coming up with that and i thought it sounded again going back to the theme of folk music it sounded like ben howard and i really liked that i've been listening to him through lockdown and uh yeah so that folk kind of the folk accompaniment to the folk melody I, I think we got really lucky that we put those two we put the, the like instrumental track and the lyrics together and that mm. definitely helps create that kind of isolation i'd say compared to our other songs it's it's like it's clean guitar tones instead of you know proper rock guitars it's definitely got more of a kind of introverted sort of vibe about it yeah another crescendo would be uh, like the the bridge the interlude to the song uh, where everything kind of comes back in and Sam, Sam's vocals come back in. Like, I think you say won't, they won't fly away. Uh, that's kind of, yeah, you said you wanted to like build that up to make it a really atmospheric moment. And I think that definitely shows in the song. I'm really quite impressed with your, uh, the fact that you guys already knew each other. Um, and especially the fact that like, given everything going on with lockdown, you're still finding ways to like make the music and like make it happen in terms of, Like I used to do this with someone, I used to just send recordings over and it wasn't really working out that well, but I really like as as a testament to your, you know, uh, songwriting competition, I feel like this is really working for you guys and you might actually be role models for other people in Durham. Aw. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I hope so. <laughs> That's really nice. Yeah. Everyone's got to learn, like, in this particular season of our lives, this is going to be a, quite a difficult thing just to sort of uh, come back from. And I feel like if everyone can still find ways to be creative, maybe at a distance, maybe find new modes and mediums. But in any case, you know, if it's working for you guys, then that, that's a testament that it could work for many other people. Well, with that in mind, here are 30 second clips from Escher's Burrow, which they used for their songwriting competition, but also Creature mentioned earlier in the pod. Find more of Escher's music on Twitter under Escher Band UK, Instagram under Escher Band UK, and on Bandcamp under Escher Band UK. Uh, if you want to hear more of stuff that the Dome Original Music and Alumni Network are doing, you can follow us on Anchor, YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram. Uh, on a final note, guys, do you have any sort of tips or tricks that you'd like to give people potentially either in your position or looking up to you that you may want to sort of give people along their musical journeys uh i suppose the the biggest thing would be if you're trying to start making music uh just like do it straight away don't spend time waiting to like find to find the best recording equipment or to find like a genius song idea because you just gotta learn as you do it so you can download some free software if you want to uh, and yeah if you learn any instrument you want and wing it, I guess, because that's how, that's how we started and you, you will learn quite quickly and hopefully get better. Sam, anything else? Yeah, I would, I would just say, accept that at the start, you're going to make some bad stuff and don't, don't feel disheartened <laughs> if you, if it's not up to, you know, the standard of the music that you listen to. Um, and then, yeah, you you will get better. Brilliant. Well, Ed and Sam, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. It's genuinely been a pleasure and it's been so fun to have a chat to you guys.